Everybody wants to do their own thing. But those that are holy and look for a life of holiness, they're going to be the ones getting aboard the ark. And they're going to be rescued by the Lord. And for us as the church, the rapture of the church is going to take place. I don't know when, but it's coming. You can see it. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's message continues our focus on the faith walk of a man named Noah, who famously obeyed God's command to build a giant ship in the desert. As Roll considers the astounding trust that propelled Noah's life, you'll get a challenge to evaluate your personal testimony. Stay with us here on Somebody Loves You Radio to see that just as Noah's witness warned of a coming flood, your life can point others to Christ's second coming. Let's listen as Roll Reese begins today's teaching, Noah, Preparation for the Flood. Genesis chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 8, and I'll come back to Matthew, and then I'll come back to Hebrews. He says, And now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters of men were born to them. But the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were beautiful. And they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with men forever. For he is in the flesh, yet his day shall be 120 years. There were giants or Nephtalims on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, that they were born children to them. Those were mighty men who were of all men of renown. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of men was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of their hearts was only to do continually evil. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man from I have created from the face of the earth, both men, beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Matthew twenty four thirty six. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, also it will be at the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. And then Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. So we see that God uses Noah as a warning tool in the last days. 
When God came and met Noah, and God was going to use Noah in these last days to build this ark, which it had never rained on the earth. There was no water around where he was building the ark. At that particular time, there was a mist from the air. There was a cloud over the whole earth, and there was a mist that was coming down on the earth. But it had never, ever had rain, ever. And so the world was used to dryness. The world was used to doing whatever they wanted to do. And it became a great story that fascinated everyone today when they read it. Can you imagine the steps of faith that Noah had to take in building an ark where there's no water? Well, imagine all the people in that generation watching. And it would be a sign that God would give to the world that 120 years in the end would come. It would come to an end, according to the scripture. Now, let's go over to chapter 6 of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 6. We're going to start with a preparation for the flood. Uh, We're going to see God's grief over human life from verses 1 to 7. And Noah sees nothing but human wickedness. That's all he sees. I mean, to me, it's incredible that everywhere you go, you have child molesters, you have homosexuals, you have lesbians, you have pedophiles, you got all these people that are in sin. Everywhere you go today, sin everywhere. You can't help it from watching sin. And as we see sin in the world today, the wickedness, yet God has chosen you, and God has chosen me, and God has chosen this church, this church and other churches, to warn people by the way we live. In verse 1, remember what he said. He says, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them. So, I mean, just a long lifespan, first of all, we see here. In the case of the record of chapter 5 that was given to us, he says it was caused by the increase of earth population, which we already have even today at the present time. At that time, they declare there were 5 to 17 billion people on the earth. Five to 17 billion people, and they all drowned, except for eight. A God of grace, yes, but a God of judgment. God doesn't play games, and people need to understand that. You can't excuse yourself from sinning against God. You either repent or you don't repent. And this is something that I've learned. I've done this story so many times that God has not only spoken to me, but it says here that these daughters, they were born to these men. These daughters, they were born. But the sons of God, so the daughters of men, these sons of God, are what? Are fallen angels. He uses the same term in the book of Ezekiel, speaking of Ezekiel, son of men. The word here is for what? For fallen angels, nephtalims in the Hebrew. These angelic beings that have been kicked out of heaven. And as the Bible says, these angelic beings, guess where they are today? In Tarsus, in chains. Satan and one-third of the angels fell. 
But these angels that were at the flood, they're in Tarsus, they're in chains. The Bible says Satan, when Jesus comes back, he's going to be put in the bottom of this pit. He's going to be put in chain. He's going to lock the door. Lock the door for a thousand years and Satan will be incarcerated. And then after the thousand years, what happens? He unlocks it. He comes at it one more time before he's cast into the lake of fire. I mean, the Bible is so incredible. We already know what's going to happen. If we already know what's going to happen, then why doesn't the church get it together? Seriously. There's no fear of God. Everybody wants to do their own thing. But those that are holy and look for a life of holiness, they're going to be the ones getting aboard the ark. And they're going to be rescued by the Lord. For us as the church, the rapture of the church is going to take place. I don't know when, but it's coming. You can see it. And what blows me away in verse 2 when he says, The sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. So the sons of God identified elsewhere. Our angels in the book of Job 1, 6, 2, 1, 38, 7. They saw and took wives, notice, of the human race, women of the human race, and these were angelic beings. When the Lord saw that you think he was pleased, there's no possible way. Today you have people having, what, relationships with animals. I mean, it's incredible. Man, if you could only see things that the people are doing sexually, man, it would just totally break your heart. They got never created that way. Male and female, to become husband and wife and have children. What is it going to be like if today we're facing these things today, like in the days of Noah? And what does the Lord do? The Lord says, my spirit shall not always strive with man forever. We've been warned through the scriptures. We've been warned through pastor teachers. We've been warned in so many ways. And people still today in the church live the life of hell. They don't care. People go to church and they repent, but they repent, but still live the old life. That's not repentance. Repentance is changing. You walk in one way, doing a bunch of things, and all of a sudden you stop and you want to repent, so you repent, you make about face, and you go the opposite way, never looking back, the Bible says, but doing now all things become brand new. Second Corinthians 5.17. All things, not part things, all things become brand new. You're a new person. And I'm concerned for the church. I'm concerned for the church because of what happened in the days of Noah. Reckon the old man to be dead, Paul said in Romans chapter 5 and 6. Don't make sin king of your life. Or sin rules your life. That's what was happening in the days of Noah. Sin was rampant. People were living according to the flesh. They didn't really want God. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're committed to equipping you with the strength and wisdom of God's Word. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. You'll also want to download our free app for access to a variety of faith-building resources. 
Now let's continue with the conclusion of today's message on the life of Noah. And I could just imagine as Noah's building this ark and they're coming down and making fun of him. You really believe it's going to rain, it's never rained. The ocean's that way and you're building the ark right here where there is no water. Man, that takes a lot of faith. Yes, it does. And Noah had a lot of faith. And then he says this, verse 4. And there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God came sexually into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of all men renowned. They got pregnant to these demons. Hey, demons are real. You don't want to mess with demons. You don't want to read or watch programs of demonology. You're opening the door. Christians cannot be demon-possessed. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Why I say that? Because in the 70s, there was a doctrine going around that Christians could be demon-possessed. If you were smoking, you had the demon of smoke. All these stupid titles they gave to it. But demons are real. Saints real. And I think that in that time, at the times of Noah, can you imagine what it must have been like? And there were giants on the earth, Nephthalims, these giants that not only were coming to these women and they were having sex with these women and they were getting pregnant and having babies. No wonder the flood came. The word giants, here's the word Nephthalim, is from the root meaning to fall, indicating that they were strong men who fell on the other, in the sense of overpowering them, the only other use in the term is in Numbers 13.33 of the mighty ones, demons, fallen angels. So the Bible is very clear. Verse 5. And then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, so he saw what's going on, and that every intent and the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. You see that today? I see that today. No good. All their thoughts of their hearts is to actually what to do evil continually. There's no stop to it. His heart was only evil continually. This is one of the strongest, clearest statements about man's sinful nature. Did you know that in the Bible? The thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Sin being in the thought of life, think about that in our hearts, in our minds. The people of Noah's days were exceedingly wicked from the inside out, from the outside into the inside. You could tell that these people were not only demonized, but these demons controlling this world and Satan and recognizing that the flood was coming 120 years, Noah was preaching the gospel. And imagine how they were making fun of him. He has the first deck, the second deck, and then the third, and now he's going to close the ark, one entrance, and that little window, and that's it. That's it. And Noah can shut the door, but only the Lord. When everything's taken care of, the Bible says, and the Lord shut the door. And the same is going to happen with us. The door is just about to shut. Because he's on to say in verse 6, And the Lord was sorry that he had made men on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Notice that. It hurt God. He said, I should have never made these people. I should have never let them exist. But he did. Men proved to God 
That without God, you can't do nothing. You need God in your life. Because what? There's other gods. Demons. Satan. The one that leads them all. He's the chief demon. And it's incredible how people still don't believe. Don't believe that there's a devil. Don't believe that there are demons. Don't believe that the end is coming when the end's already in our present state. We can see it. The word repented here does not mean that God made a mistake in his dealings with men, but rather indicates a change in divine direction resulting from the actions of man's heart. See? Man's heart. And so verse 7 he says, So the Lord said, here's God, I will destroy men whom I have created on the face of the earth, both men Animals, creeping things, birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. That's why when Noah, before he went into the ark, the Lord told him, take a male, female from all the animals. I'll bring them into the ark. So when I put you on the next world to come, you're going to be able to repopulate the earth. I don't have to do it twice. I'm going to demonstrate my power with you. I chosen you. And today we look at what man is doing in the presence of God's presence. Imagine that. What is man doing? God has promised total destruction. But his patience runs out. And that's what happened in the days of Noah. 120 days, my patient, and then I have no more patience. I've said it over and over and over, stop sinning. I've called you to serve me. I call you to come and do what I wanted you to do, and that's to share the gospel with other people. And to me, it's just incredible that all these billions of people drown in the flood. Babies, teenagers, young adults, mother and fathers, grandparents, uncles, aunts, everyone perish except for eight people. Why? Verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God's grace. Through God's grace, through God's grace or merited favor, Noah was not drowned in the flood. He found favor in the presence of the Lord. He found it. Verse 9, he says, and this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. And yet, notice, and Noah walked with his God. He walked with his God. We need to walk with God. Noah walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Methuselah walked with God. Paul walked with God. Peter walked with God. All these people walk with God. Are you walking with God? We need to walk with God. If you don't walk with God, you're walking with the devil. That's what the Bible teaches. We need to have integrity. We need to have integrity in these last days that God not only is in command and in charge, but God is calling out and saying, hey, I am coming, repent. I'm almost here. And there's nothing left before Jesus comes again that you're not prophetically speaking. The tribulation period cannot start until the rapture takes place and the church is out of the way. Then the last seven years of world history will come. Then the 70 weeks will be done 
490 years, 483 years already have been fulfilled on April the 6th, 32 AD, when Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, and they were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, save now, save now. The end came. He died, he rose, he left, coming again. And next time he comes, not riding on a donkey, in grace he's coming in judgment to judge the world. No mercy, no grace. And I thank God that I'm coming back with him. I'm not going to be here. I'm coming back with him. And if you're not coming back with him, you will be here. And you will be judged. That's what the Bible teaches. I like what Tozer said. He says, it is doubtful whether God can bless a man greatly until he has hurt him deeply. God actually rises up storms and conflicts in the relationships at times in order to accomplish that deeper work in our character. We cannot love our enemies in our own strength. This is a graduate level for grace. Are you willing to enter this school? Are you willing to take the test? If you pass, you can expect to be elevated to a new level of the kingdom. For he brings us through these tests as preparation for the greater use in the kingdom. You must pass the test first. Well, as you consider that Jesus truly could return at any time, we challenge you to be more intentional about pointing others to God through the testimony of your life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To hear today's lesson again, call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Today's lesson was titled, Noah, Preparation for the Flood. Well, Raul is with us in the studio once again to spend a few moments sharing about this series on the life of Noah and how his recent trip to the Ark Encounter has shaped his thinking about the flood. Roll as you've taught the Bible for so many years, and you look at the world around us today, what's going through your mind as you see all of the evil that's around us? First question that I have, Lord, why haven't you come? Hmm. Where's the flood, Lord? And a lot of times we look at the conditions of the world because it really hasn't happened. But then you read Matthew, you go to Genesis, you go to all these other books where, you know, he talks about Noah. And I thought here, I saw the ark. And I'm thinking, here I am at 70 this year, 75 years old, and Lord, you haven't come. And I've learned that God is in control. God knows what's up. But as an individual, being a teacher of the Word of God and being a father, grandfather, you know, I'm thinking of my grandchildren. Well, I bet you know I was thinking those things too. Looking at people, their little children running around, but they're probably around the ark, you know, running around with their parents. But the most important thing when I was in the ark, these guys that built the ark were never to enter the ark. Isn't that crazy? Every day they were in and out. And when the final time came, when they finished the ark and they left and they stood outside with everybody else now, okay. You know what? Let's see what's going to happen. You helped, you know, he told us to build this ark, so here it is. And so, to me, it was like another ministry that I want to take to people every other year. Because I go to Israel every other year. And coming back with people that believe in the story, but also has enhanced their Christianity. 
that you know what? The Lord is real. What would you say to the person listening who wants to recapture a zeal for the Word of God in these last days? Go to Israel and go to the ark. You'll never be the same. When you read your Bible in the book of Genesis, man, you will blow your mind. You know, I mean, chapter 6 to chapter 10, you understand what the flood's about. When you go to Israel, Genesis, all the way to Revelation, because the Word of God has been given to so there's no excuse. No excuse. Well, we do hope that people listening will pray about making those trips and will immerse themselves in the truth of what the Bible is teaching. Rawl, thanks so much for being with us today and sharing your excitement on all that the Lord is doing in your heart. Now, for more inspiration from Noah, we'd like to tell you about this entire seven-message series on an MP3 flash drive. You'll see that just as Noah chose to honor God with righteousness and obedience in spite of the global rebellion of his time, you can do the same. And when you stand apart in absolute devotion to the Lord, He can use you as a powerful ambassador of His salvation. Contact us today to order Rawls' seven-part series titled The Life of Noah. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your portable thumb drive for a gift of just $10 or more. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. Or you can order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Thank you for your partnership. Your tax-deductible gifts help us share the gospel's truth through these broadcasts. We hope you're enjoying this study of Noah's extraordinary life. Join us next time as we zero in on how Noah's faith-filled obedience in building a boat in the desert sent a compelling message of God's mercy. That's next time on Somebody Loves You Radio. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.